When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you there? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Here he is. Hello. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I'm talking to you. You may be, might as well believe it. Oh, my. <laughs> Dr. Spitz, you're like one of my heroes of all time. I have I'm glad, I'm glad of that. Because of Kathy, but I have watched every single case that's been televised with you. And I think you're one of the, you're like God to me. You're the God of Crime. Thank you very much. Let's answer your question. First question was, what are the responsibilities of a medical examiner? The medical examiner is an appointed position by, in most states, is an appointed position by a county or a city or a state. And it requires that the medical examiner answer the cause of death, the manner of death, and how an injury occurred, if there is an injury. The cause of death is simple. The manner of death means whether the death was by suicide, natural cause, or accident. And that's an opinion, of course. Right. And, and uh, to make it possible to answer as many as possible cases as come before the medical examiner, they give you an out. In case you don't know, or in case you can't, you cannot, for whatever reason, make that determination. So therefore, there's a manner of death can, or a, even a cause of death can be unknown or undeterminable. Okay. So when you were the medical examiner here in yes. Maryland, was it for both? No, I was not the medical examiner. I was the deputy chief medical examiner. From Maryland, I went to... Michigan in 1971, and or in 1972, I think it was. Then I came to Mich to Detroit, to Wayne County, and here I was the chief medical examiner. What's the difference between the chief, the deputy chief, and the medical examiner? What's there is really no difference. The uh, the chief runs the office administratively, and uh, in general, he is where the bug stops. That where the buck stops. Okay. He's where the buck stops of um, right. Mr. Oh, Mr. Truman. 
So did you handle cases for Baltimore City or the whole state? For the whole state. Okay. Maryland, it's a state system, and the office of the medical examiner comes under the state of Maryland. Okay. So in order to be a medical examiner, what kind of training is required for you? The training is that such person, if he has got the qualifications, I'm not sure that in every location they have all the qualifications. But let's say the medical examiner has all the qualifications. Then he's a medical doctor. He is a, he could be a DO, but normally he's an MD. He has had four years at least of work as a pathologist in a hospital that comes, that is accredited for such training by the American Board of Pathology. Then uh, uh, he takes another year as a, in an institution where he can get forensic training, like a medical examiner's office or a coroner's office, and where somebody will train him, will teach him. Unfortunately, medical schools, do not address forensic pathology in the curriculum. So do you remember how old you were when you were the medical examiner here in Maryland? In Maryland? I came to Maryland in 1951. No, no, sorry, in 1959. I came to Maryland. How old I was, was born in the uh, wonderful year of of 1926. Can you imagine how old I am now? About 29. (laughs) Now I'm 29? Yeah, Yeah, that would be nice. But I'm 93. I'm 93 and I'm still working. (laughs) I think that's amazing. Shane is on the call with me. I just didn't want you to think it was just me, but I'm so excited to talk to you. I can't stand it. We know that you did Sister Kathy's autopsy. Yes, I did. And I did that years before I came right. to Michigan, I did this autopsy. That's correct. Now, do you also visit the crime scene before a body is removed? No, but I did see pictures. I have, I have received pictures. I saw the pictures in the back of an old uh, brick building. And there was a, I think there was a, a, a brick factory, there, uh, something like that. They, there were a lot of bricks strewn around in the yard. She was there in the wintertime, in January, I think it wasn't it, in, in, in the yeah. wintertime. Yeah. Because she was uh, really dressed for the weather. It was snowing, it was, and she was not undressed, but her skirt was pulled up above her waist or above the thighs. And the shirt was also this in disarray. Right. Uh, the picture shows nasty pictures for a young woman. It was obvious that it was a sexually motivated murder. Oh, I was going to ask you that. We, I've seen the pictures of Kathy's head wounds. One of the pictures, you commented that in spite of a skull fracture, there would not have been a lot of blood. Can you explain that? 
No, there was not a lot of blood. But you know what I did, actually? I was amazed by that. And that there was not any blood that I could... When blood dries, it stays. It congeals, it clots, and it makes like a flaky type of a coating on stuff that it dropped on. And uh, so I... My opinion was... By the way... Somewhere is a picture of a skull of a man that worked on the building being built, a construction worker that did not wear a hard hat and a brick when he was on the ground level on the street next to the building which was being built for the University of Maryland Hospital. And a brick fell from the 12th or 13th floor on his head and killed him. It hit with a corner of the brick. And the corner where the fracture in his head looked like a, like if you go to a very quiet body of water. And you throw a stone into the water, it makes like a ripple. Have you ever seen that? Yes. You throw a rock into the water and it makes fractures like ripples all the way around. And interestingly, the same exact pattern occurs when. A pedestrian is hit by an automobile and the head hits the windshield. It looks exactly like the pattern of the fracture of a rock falling on the water in a, on a quiet water and drop a pebble on it, a rock on it, and it causes that ripple just exactly like the picture where that construction worker had lost his life. The bottom part of that fracture is depressed. Is the lowest point of the picture. The lowest point of the fracture is the little area, the tiny little area where the owner of the brick hit the the bone. Attention friends, are you ready to embark on a journey into the unknown this Mother's Day? Prepare to dive into the depths of your family's history with mylifeinabook.com. Each week, mylifeinabook.com sends intriguing questions, uncovering the thrilling tales of your mom's past, and then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. From daring escapes to nail-biting encounters, her life becomes an epic adventure waiting to be explored. This Mother's Day, give the gift of excitement and intrigue with mylifeinabook.com. It's a thrilling ride through your mom's life that you won't want to miss. I gave this to my mom last year, and let's just say I didn't know my mom as well as I thought I did. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SHANE at checkout for 10% off.
Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code Shane for 10% off today. And in that little tiny area in the very bottom of the fracture is cement because bricks are made of cement or water or something like that. And there was sand from that dried little piece of uh, brick that was broken off and stayed in the fracture. And around this were increasing diameter-wise ripples all the way to the outermost, and there's like six or seven or eight of those fractures. Ripples all the way around. And me, the sister that died that the yard in, in that outside of that building in uh, the uh, suburban Baltimore was just exactly like originally it was just exactly like the fracture of the in the head of that construction worker but the when the body decomposed with time because she was out there for a while the pieces of bone in that ripple pattern fell into the skull. Can you imagine how that happened? The, the soft tissues, the skin and whatever it was that was on her body, it, the bone fell into the skull because the, when the, the, the head was handled and, and that's why all of this, all move, all types of movement maybe even caused the pressure to drop into the interior of the skull. So that when I got the, the body, the pieces were largely in the inside. And what those pieces that were not were became dislodged by handling, bringing the body to the medical examiner's office. There could be a head fracture, but the skin would not have to be broken. It could still fracture underneath. When you look at the fracture of the construction worker, you will see that those fractures are actually loose. Once the soft tissues on the inside that hold the bone many times, but in this case, they decomposed as well. So eventually those pieces, those bone pieces, fell into the interior. And that's where they were recovered from. I could have taken them out and rearranged them and glued them back, but I didn't do that. We have heard that two men who were possibly the perpetrators returned home that night covered in blood. How would we explain that? There, were, there could have been no bleeding to the outside. There would have been bleeding to the inside because the pieces of bone were all pushed inward, and it could have been that she continued breathing for a while. And because the brain, the, sorry, the heart has its own plant that causes it to beat. And uh, the, her she would have continued breathing for a number of minutes and spewed blood droplets all over, big droplets. Right. And if the body was handled, there might have even been blood coming out of the nose, coming out of the mouth, in the process of breathing. The actual impact 
may not have made a hole because I tried that. I tried that on human skin, on another skull, on a skull with skin, and hit it with a brick, with the corner of a brick, and there was no penetration because the skin is elastic and it goes with the blow. Okay. You said, I don't remember if I put down anything about, did I put, did I examine the neck and throat that they were the fracture of the hyoid bone? Yes, I was going to ask you about that. In every chance that you have stranded as well. Okay, so the crown, the horn of one of, of the hyoid bone, one of them was broken off. Right? The hyoid bone is a thinnest bone, not very steady, not very strong. It's a thin and it's thin and especially the horn. It's got two horns there, so one on each side. So when the neck is handled, when the neck is grabbed, when the neck is compressed, and when the person is strangled, there many times there is a fracture of the hyoid bone, of the horn of the hyoid bone, and one of them, sometimes both. And when that causes, when that is involved with a subsequent death or during the person dies eventually if the man if the strangulation by hand or by with a nude if the person is, is the breathing that continues and the heartbeat that continues make them spew blood. Why? Because the death is an asphyxial death. And meaning that from lack of oxygen, from lack of air to breathe. And Consequent, blood is spewed with each breath that is taken. And uh, the person, I have seen that so many times, a person is strangled, lies near a wall on the floor, okay? and there was a case in, I don't know, Maryland or Virginia, where a woman was raped by a sailor, or suspected of having been raped by a sailor, was the Norfolk Four, that was the name of the case. And uh, she lay near the wall, and the wall was covered in a large amount of blood. From her lying there, breathing after she was dead. So is the strangulation usually first? And would that make someone unconscious? And then That could be. That could be. Which is likely to happen first? That could be that she was killed, actually, by strangulation, and that the hit on the head was subsequent. So if it was subsequent, there would have been still bleeding. There would have been still bleeding to the inside or bleeding outward by breathing. And handling the body would have caused blood or turning the body. Anyway, the handling the body would have caused blood on the individual that handled her. So if someone was strangled to the point where that cr the horn is broken, would that render them unconscious? That could uh, cause them to be unconscious or could, them, or could cause death. Okay. The death would occur primarily either by pushing on the airway or it could occur from, from pressure on both carotid arteries because the carotid arteries are the ones that bring by far most of the blood into the brain. And the brain needs a lot of oxygen. Dr. Stiss, there's a picture of Kathy's head wound with a measurement, a diameter of a, it's 
very round and it's about an inch. And I'm wondering what are some objects that could make a wound like that? I think she was dead with a corner of a brick. Could other things have made that kind of round? Something with a corner. Something with a sharp corner. There's also a mention, I think, on a case that occurred here in uh, Detroit where there's a big hospital here called Beaumont. And there was a nurse there that worked till midnight. And then she went home. And when she came towards her car on the parking lot, her husband waited for her. And I don't know because of jealousy or because of what, I don't remember. But he hit her on the head with what? I can't hear. Oh, she tried. Diane tells me she tried to divorce him. <laughs> so anyway, whatever. Uh, people and uh, people do strange things. So anyway, so and uh, you can probably find it on the internet as well. The case name is Kado, K A D O. Okay. He's in jail. And I just I just let him out. This was many years ago. He went and bought an instrument. The police didn't know what killed her, and I told him she she was killed by metal object with a corner. The reason I knew it was metal is because there was black in the bottom, where the point is, at the very bottom, there was black, greasy material. Greasy material, we have black all over our body. So when she was hit with the object, she broke the bone, a round bone with a ripple, and at the bottom is a point, and there was black grease down there. Uh, when you let me not ask you that, but anybody who carries a gun and cleans the gun, they clean the gun with a rope, with a string or rope that has at the end a piece of cloth, and they pull the cloth through the barrel with the on the string, and after a few times that you do that, the string has oil on it from the tissue that it goes through the and the oil mixes with whatever little fragments there are tiny fragments of lead and those are inside of the barrel and when that comes out on the when you pull it out through the barrel the cloth is black and the same happened here and I told that to the police and they went to the house, they looked all over the place, and they found on the kitchen counter, they found a receipt, but no fireplace in the house. And the reason I'm saying that is because what was bought with that receipt was a wood-splitting wedge. Now, the wood-splitting wedge has a corner if you hold it at an angle. Right. So whatever, could Kathy have been hit? It didn't look to you, I have a copy of the autopsy, but it didn't look to you like it was metal because there would have been no grease on it. Could it have been? No, no, that, no, Cato had grease on it. Okay. Because he bought a wedge, but she was not hit with a metal object. She was hit with a brick. Are you, okay. What else could make the same kind of wound? Anything that has, that can make a corner. Okay. That can, that has a corner. You can do it. You can probably do it with a with a heavy object that will break the skull. Because skulls are not easy to break. But the that portion of the skull where he was 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. It's very thin. In fact, it is not much thicker than paper. It's right above her ear. Right? Yes, that's, yeah. where the, that's where the temple is. Right. That's the thinnest bone. That's probably one of the thinnest bones uh, in, in the body. Dr. Spitz, what would the kind of wounds that Kathy had tell you about the perpetrator? Well, it, was a sexual, it was a sexually motivated crime. It was a sexually motivated crime that led him to, to rape her, I suspect. Because why else would the clothes be in disarray? And pulled, the skirt pulled up and the skirt pulled up. And that's what happens in many of these sexually motivated crimes. So could that have been, could the perpetrator have left her that way purposely? No, I don't, I doubt that. Because that's what she died, that's what she died of. She oh. either died, I, I could not determine because the organs were all gone. They are no, maybe not gone, but at least un, unexaminable because... The, the, she was, this was not a fresh party. You also, about a year after that, did the autopsy in Maryland on a young woman named Montagna, and she was murdered. Um, she was hit in the head with a cinder block, and she was left face down with her beautiful hair spread out and a lot of cigarette burns. What would that tell you about the person? Yeah, cigarette burns, and that documented that they were cigarette burns, and that was a case of torture. Okay, and the cinder block, she was hit in the face with the cinder block, but she was left face down, and she had long, beautiful blonde hair, which was spread out around her head. We, the police, think that perhaps the two crimes are connected. Is there? Do you remember Grace Montagna? I don't remember that at all. Okay. And did I do that autopsy? Yes. Yeah. She was found in the Mount Auburn Cemetery on the other yeah, side. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Okay. 
And she was near a brick factory, actually. The fact that she was turned face down is a frequent observation in sexually motivated crimes because they cannot, they killed the girl, then they turn her over because they cannot look her in the face. How many autopsies do you think you've done in your life? I have either done or supervised 60, wait a minute, 62, what is it, Diane? 65, 65,000 autopsies. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, but I, it contains, it, 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 that number contained, because all the offices where I've ever worked, and that means really two, because I worked in Baltimore as deputy chief and in Maryland, and then I came to Michigan and I worked in Detroit. But in Detroit, I worked for the county of Wayne, which is Detroit, and also in another county next door called the county of Macomb. That's M-A-C-O-M-B. In those two counties, in those two counties and in Detroit, in Maryland, I, they were both places where the American Board of Pathology gave us authority to train people, pathologists who wanted to be forensic pathologists. So they would do autopsies and show me the autopsies and discuss those autopsies with me, and we would examine the body together right there in the autopsy room. And so I, if I put all these cases together, it comes to approximately 65000 What's the typical day like for you now? Besides- now I don't do many autopsies. Now well, I do maybe, if I do a lot of autopsies, now I do about 75 a year. And then you spend a lot of time doing presentations and... I do a lot of other work, yes. I do a lot of other other work. Everything within the realm of forensic pathology, but not a lot of autopsies. And I miss it, I can tell you that. But that's how it is. Right. Dr. Spitz, I don't know if you were, you're aware, but today is the 50th anniversary of the day that Sister Kathy disappeared. Really? Yes, November 7th. Today is the very day. Yes, November seventh, sixty nine. Yeah. So we're all having we're having candles lit tonight for her all over the world. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we I wanna thank wow. you. I do have one more question. Do you think Sister Kathy was killed by somebody who knew her? It almost looked that way. And it so- almost looked that way. But how can you really tell? The body was moved. That's my recollection. The Correct. body was moved. Could it not also be that here is a girl walking somewhere and somebody grabs her and puts her in the car and, uh, and stuff like that? Could it not be also? The way I am, I reason is I'm not the only one that makes decisions. We have to very seriously take the knowledge that we gain from the police investigation. And the police, when they do a good investigation, it is magnificent and gives a lot of information. And the police know, knows more than I do. I know what relates to the body. They know what, it relate, what relates to everything else. An interesting comment.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.